Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast with me, Sophia DeSantis. I am so happy to have you here. This is episode 21, and today we are going to talk about something that I call component cooking. And component cooking comes with the wave of people that I've talked to recently that tell me how they are making multiple meals every single night, like a restaurant, like a legit restaurant. And so I really have to address this because not only is this something you absolutely do not have to do, it's also something that is zapping the energy out of you and it's it's unnecessary. It's not necessary for you to be breaking your back doing this every single night. And I get why people do it, totally get it, but I'm here to give a little bit of an idea as to how you can actually stop doing it. So basically, the way it is is that you have a family, right? Within the family, you have a variety of preferences. You have different ages. So you could be like me who has a little one who is five, and some days he doesn't eat the simplest things like pasta. And some days he wants a salad and it's so weird and strange and there's no rhyme or reason. And I've stopped trying to actually fight it and I've started finding ways so that he can actually feel some control when it comes to meals. And that is part of the thing with kids is that it's a control issue and that's going to be a topic for another time. But how do we make life easy and not challenging every night? So along with kids and different preferences, in general with adults too, you also have different dietary needs. Now, in our family, we started long, long time ago eating a mostly plant-based diet for my husband's health. And my husband had major high blood pressure, cholesterol, all these issues that his cardiologist um, actually, I don't want to say cured, but pretty much cured because he hasn't had it since. Um, with a change of diet for him. So animal products to him react badly. And we're all different, which is a huge thing for me and what I believe in is I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all approach. I do think the more plants, the better as far as in general, because of course, you know, fresh plants and fruits, vegetables, things like that are great for you. Um, But I also think that some people can eat some animal products and it's not a big deal to them. It's not a big deal to their body. Their body just metabolizes it differently and it reacts differently with their, you know, their health and all that stuff. So for him, he eats mostly plant-based. I definitely say the dairy and the eggs sometimes come in with him um, because we do not like to put ourselves in a box that we don't ever eat anything, certain things. But for him, he never eats meat ever because he does not do well with it, um, He doesn't eat seafood either because he doesn't like it. Um, So that's that. So we have that. Now, I have recently found out, if you've listened to some of my other episodes, you know that I've recently kind of found out that I have to be gluten-free. At this point, I don't know if I'm celiac or not. I 
don't plan to get tested because I don't want to have to gluten load in order to find out, but I know the gluten affects me pretty badly. Um, I've realized this. I see that it's worse as I've gotten older, uh, but gluten is definitely a no-no for me. So we have my husband who has to be mostly plants. I have to be gluten-free and I also eat mostly plants, but I, I, I eat, I think, more other things than he does just because certain things don't affect me like they do him. Um, I can't do cow dairy. That affects me. I could do sheep and goat, but even that, not very often. Um, he does do some dairy if he wants. Um, so it's just a variety of palates at our table. I have the kids. I have me, no gluten. I have him. It's kind of a mess. So one thing I've realized is that I started doing this thing called component cooking. And I actually did component cooking before I even knew what component cooking was. And I, I labeled it on my own. And then I realized it's actually a thing. So what it is, is that it means that you make parts of a meal and you use those parts in different ways to create meals. So for example, we have, let's say I decide one week that I am going to do um, enchiladas one night, let's say. Okay. So if you have not watched my meal systems masterclass, I highly suggest you watch it. It is um, a kind of a a glimpse as to what I offer in my large course, Meal Systems for Success, which is all about creating meal systems to make feeding your family stress-free, well, stress-less. I wouldn't say stress-free because if you've got a family, it's not stress-free, um, no matter how easy you make life. Um, but I talk a lot about how to do that. And in that course and in my masterclass, I talk about that I don't make recipes every single night of the week. Um, that was, that's like traditional meal planning and I failed in that arena. Um, so one thing that I do is I, you know, decide like maybe one night I'm going to make a recipe. Let's say it's enchiladas, right? I look at that recipe and I think to myself, what are all the parts in that recipe? I kind of dissect it. I, t- I, I peel it apart. So the enchiladas I like to make often are my black bean and veggie enchiladas. They're super good. The family likes them. Um, They're delicious. They're awesome. We love them. So I look at that and I say, okay, well, in the black bean and veggie enchiladas, obviously we have some, you know, chopped veggies. We have some black beans. We have tortillas. We have enchilada sauce, which I actually have a little bit of a hack that I like to use sometimes, just a big thing of salsa instead of enchilada sauce, mild salsa. My family actually really likes it that way. So we have some salsa. And then you might serve some things on the side. Like I like to do a cabbage salad. That's one of my favorite things to do with enchiladas and, you know, maybe some other things. So I prep for this enchilada meal, but at the same time, I'm making extras of things. I'm chopping extra veggies. I'm making extra black beans. And if you have not tried my recipe for black beans in the Instapot, you can also do it in a regular pot. They're so easy. They're so delicious. And I like to make a big batch of those to use throughout the week. So I do the black beans. I chop extra veggies. I make extra black beans. Um, I I buy an extra thing of salsa. I buy extra tortillas. And then I'll buy and I'll prep, you know, some of the sides, like cabbage salad, maybe some rice. And what I do is one night I make the enchiladas. And with those extra things that I've prepped... I use those to make component meals. 
So maybe on Monday we have enchiladas, and then Tuesday and Wednesday we use those components that I've created um, to make things like grain bowls. So I'll do rice with all the extra toppings, um, the beans, the cabbage salad. And the great thing about it is we set it up almost like a taco bar and I put the components in, in a row and I try and have, you know, usually I try and have, you know, more than one option for protein. Um, I know all my kids like black beans, so that one is not an issue. But if I had, let's say you had a meat eater at your table, you can prep some black beans. You could also prep some chicken or um, shrimp or whatever it is. Then I have the rice. Um, I also sometimes maybe do some quinoa. So there's a choice. You can even mix it. And I even maybe do some cauliflower rice. One of my favorite hacks is mixing regular rice with cauliflower rice for my kids. They have no idea. If you do it in equal amounts, or even maybe a little more rice if your kids are extra detective-y, um, it, it really is a great hack because I like to season the rice a little bit, and I just season it with the cauliflower rice. Um, so I do, I'll do that. I'll have those extra chopped veggies. I put them either, you can roast them on the side if you want, or saute them all together for the um, enchiladas, and then take half of them out and save it so that they're separate, so that it's like a whole nother thing that you can use for component meals. Or if your kids are picky, sometimes like my kids, I do different bowls of different veggies. So I try and have at least three or four veggie options because that gives my kids an option to choose what they want. And it, I, we have the rule that we pick one per category because we talk a lot and it's more of a, it's a rule in the sense that it's not like a food rule. I try and avoid food rules, but it's a rule in the sense of we talk a lot about like the true science behind food and what our body needs and that a well-rounded meal includes, you know, some fresh produce, whether it's cooked or raw. Um, it includes some protein. It includes your grains. It includes a fat so that you're having everything. So I'm really big on telling my, talking to my kids, like, you know, they're, they're understanding the science behind it. And they actually really take well to that because they get that. They get that it's not just an arbitrary thing your mom makes you do. They get that your body needs all this to function because we relate it to sports. We relate it to swimming. We relate it to playing. We relate it to school. We relate it to all these things. And we talk about how if our body doesn't have a little bit of everything, that it, um, it isn't able to function very well. So we talk about how when we go down the ro- row of our component meals that we pick at least one thing from everything in order to have a well-rounded meal. So that works really well for them. So the other thing I like to do is um, I like to make sauces every week. So with my enchiladas, I like to put um, a sauce in there just to give it a little bit of creaminess. And I even drizzle a little bit on the top over the salsa just to give it a little creaminess. And I do different sauces. It really depends. You know, sometimes I'll do like a creamy sauce like that you would put on pasta as well. And that works well with enchiladas. You can even take part of that creamy sauce to the side and chop some cilantro and mix it in. Um, Put some hot sauce in some. I also love my ranch dressing. It's super versatile. And believe it or not, it does go really good drizzled a little bit on the top of enchiladas. Um, My kids will eat anything with ranch, so that's kind of a weekly staple. But sometimes I'll do like a ranch and then I'll take some of the ranch out and add some hot sauce to make it like a little bit of a spicy taco, um, taco taco-like spin. So I'll generally have one to two sauces. So you go down the row and you make your bowl, picking the things that you want. This is a component meal. 
you could turn that the next day into burritos. You know, you can, instead of a bowl, you can turn it into a burrito and maybe add some cheese and um, you can make it a quesadilla. I like to make it a salad sometimes, a fully loaded salad. I'm all for fully loaded salads. I'm not a wimpy salad type of person. I love wimpy salads, like plain salads for like an appetizer to get my stomach kind of excited for the main course. (laughs) But I love component meals because you can put them together in so many ways. Now, you could also take those veggies that you sauteed or roasted. You could also take that, make even more, and have a fourth day where you do veggies and pasta. You toss them together, either plain with a little bit of Parmesan. Um, My vegan Parmesan is a huge hit um, for a lot of uh, you readers out there. You could throw in some pasta sauce. Um, If you made the creamy sauce, like my Alfredo for the enchiladas, you can make extra and do it with the pasta as well. There is so many meals. It's like your chooser. It's like that uh, choose your own adventure books. I am 43 and I grew up with those. And, um, I loved them. I loved reading those books. So it's kind of the same thing. You look at the parts of a meal and you 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 pull it apart and you you make extra in order to make these component meals. Component cooking is so great to feed a family with different preferences, dietary needs. Um, it gives control back to the kids so that they feel like they're choosing their meal. Um, that's a huge thing that I'll talk about in another episode, and that's really going to save you a lot of angst at dinner time if you have the kids that I have one of those for sure that pretty much yells at you from the dinner table before you've even presented the meal. Yeah, that's um, my child. So having them build it themselves is huge. You could do the same with pizzas. We like to do pita pizzas, which is pita bread, and um, we build our own pizzas and we bake them and they're awesome. Pita bread is such an easy pita, uh, pizza crust. It's delicious and everyone can have their own and they can do it how they want. So component meals are a really huge savior when it comes to having to feed different types of people. You do not need to be making multiple meals every single night. You just don't. And the best thing about component meals is that you prep once and you're pretty much prepped for two to three days at least. So you might like each day have to do a little bit something. Like I like sometimes fresh rice or my biggest hack right now is with rice is the Trader Joe's frozen rice. That is amazing. I'm super picky with my texture of my grains, as a lot of you know, and um, that frozen rice has an amazing texture. So I usually make that fresh just because it takes like three minutes in the microwave. Um, But it's really helpful. It really, really is helpful to feed everyone what they want, let them all pick something, helps cut out the power struggle with the kids because they're feeling like they're doing it themselves. You can even help them prep it. That's another great thing you can do. Um, But it also cuts down time for you. So you're prepping either you're looking at the recipe you want to make and taking the components out of that. Or if it's a really busy week, I just make the components. I don't even do a main recipe because it's just going to be such a crazy week that I prep components. I spend a little bit of time one day, prep all the components. I put them in containers, mix and match them for the week. You can do the, like I said, the quesadillas, you could do the pastas, you could do the pizza, and then 
What you can also do, which is another big hack of mine, is at the end of that, you take whatever leftover beans you had, if that's what you did, or you prep some extra, you take the veggies and you can pulse them in a food processor with some breadcrumbs. I have a recipe for multiple of these in my um, on my website. And you make burgers out of them. It's like my favorite thing to do is to take leftovers and completely create a whole new type of meal. So from burritos, you're doing those or tacos or quesadillas or whatever with those beans. And then you're using them to make burgers. And so you can literally probably feed at least three, four, five nights with a component meal. If you do it right, if you prep it right. And remember when you're prepping, to prep extra of something does not take that much extra effort. And that's my thing is the effort. If you've watched my Meal Systems Masterclass or or own my course, I like to talk about meals with effort. A high effort meal is something you can do a few times a week. One to two is what I do, max. Low effort meals are meals that you can do multiple times because they don't take a lot of effort. And that is what a component meal is because you prep once and you feed for days. And then there's also zero effort, which is something I talk about in my masterclass that you need to have at least one or two of those a week, especially right now. But Just remember that you don't have to make it hard on yourself. We are all there. I've all, I've been in that space with all of you guys and made multiple meals and it nearly killed me. So I'm really hoping that this idea of doing component meals helped you guys. Um, If you have any questions, please get in touch with me. I'd be happy to help you get started with your component meals for the first time. It is challenging at first because you have to kind of get a grasp as to what it is that you're doing. But after that, you will continue to do that for years to come. It is once you get the hang of it, it's like riding a bike. You can do it over and over. You can mix it up. You can put different seasoning spices and completely make it your own. Um, That's what's so great about it. And it's a great way for people that aren't really big cooks to get into the kitchen and experiment because you really can't go wrong. Anyway, thanks you guys. I am so um, happy that you're here. I'm really excited to have you listen next time as well because I'm going to have a guest on and we're going to talk about how this whole, you know, healthy eating space, plant forward space, um, how it's really just more of a lifestyle than an actual diet. I look at it as a lifestyle, which is why I don't like to peg myself into a certain, you know, space a hundred percent. Um, I talk about balance. I talk about just being more relaxed with your food because food is amazing. And we're going to talk a lot about that next time. But I appreciate you guys so much. And I'm so happy that you're here. And as always, if you love my podcast, please make sure to rate and review on the app that you're listening on. It helps me so much get discovered. And um, it's a really big deal. And also make sure if you have not listened to the masterclass, um, click on the link in the show notes so that you can get signed up and watch it. Thanks, you guys. Talk to you next time.